What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by Digio Strategies. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer of the Wolves Football on 96.9, The Legend. Got a fun show plan for you guys today. We're going to be going over all things week one in high school football in the Wiregrass. No guests this week, so we'll be a much shorter show, but a lot of good stuff to talk about here this week on the Wiregrass. High School Football Report. Before we jump into all that, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSEC. Podcast is available over to WiregrassDailyNews.com or wherever you get your podcast. And now the podcast has transitioned over to the Wiregrass Daily News Sports feed. So over there now. So if you're checking out on uh, the WiregrassDailyNews.com, uh, go check out all the podcast feeds for Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Uh, good stuff. A lot of cool stuff on Wednesdays. You get the daily news, the Wiregrass Daily News Sports podcast, talking about Alabama, Auburn, and Troy Law. That right now with week one of college football just coming through. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff to talk about on that one on Wednesday. You can also hear the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show on this feed as well. So a lot of cool stuff here on this feed uh, for podcasts and then all cool stuff. And also remember, you can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail. Com. All right, let's start off. Let's go around the wiregrass looking at some of these scores. And we're going to start off in 7A Region 2. Now, 7A, 3A, and 1A Region 2, all of them, they went ahead and got going with region play in because they have so many teams in the region. You only get two non-region games in the season with, with those regions. So they're jumping in already in the region play. And we'll start off with 7A Region 2, a game you would have heard on 96.9 The Legend. That is the Dothan Wolves defeating Percy Julian 42-6. to Big game by Tamarian Peterson in that one. He had three rushing touchdowns, and he also had a passing touchdown in the game. Now, Percy Julian, for people who wonder, who, who is that? Uh, they are a 7A Region 2 team. They were once known as Robert E. Lee. Up there in Montgomery, they changed their name to Percy Julian. That drops them to one and one on the year. Uh, Dothan started off really good in this one. They forced a three and out. Uh, they got the ball in great field position at the Percy Julian 32. And then the series ended uh, with Marion Peterson with the three-yard touchdown run. They went for two. After Brooks got that one. So really quick scoring drive there for Dothan to get up seven, uh, eight to zero very early in the game and then they got the ball back another three and out there in the first quarter they got the ball good field position again not as good as the first time uh they were at the 43 and then uh peterson connected on a pass with aj alexander for a five-yard pass two-point conversion was failed in that one so they would go up 14 to zero they would force a punt uh doesn't want to get the ball uh didn't score any uh they had an uh, opportunity for field goal Probably about midway point in the second quarter. Uh, that didn't work out. But then late in the second quarter, A.J. Alexander got in the end zone once again uh, for a touchdown to put Dothan up 20 nothing, a kick the extra point to go up 21-0. to zero. And Now going into the third quarter, uh, Percy Julian did get it on the board. Uh, their wide receiver, Jaden Hill, got in the end zone to get it 21-6. Their point after was not good. That was with eight minutes left there in the third quarter. And then after that, Tamarian Peterson scored again a 55-yard touchdown run uh, to put Dothan up 27-6. And then Wesley Farmer 
added in there uh, an extra point to go to 26. But uh, there was a penalty on the extra point, so it does a little closer. So they decided to go for two, and uh, Peterson scored that one as well. Then they got a defensive touchdown. Zach Walker uh, got a pick six with about 4.13 left there in the third quarter to put Dothan up 35-6, to six, and then Wesley Farmer chipped in a extra point to get Dothan 36-6 uh, to six in the lead. That one in the fourth quarter, Tamara Peterson uh, scored once again, 27 yards out, uh, two-point fail to give Dothan that 42-6 uh, to six lead in their first uh, region victory of the season, 1-0, 2-0. All right, now let's jump into Enterprise and Auburn from Friday night. Now, this was a classic game. Great win for Enterprise. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. You do not know this, but as soon as I got done with that Dustin portion of the show, I hit the pause button. You probably just heard it. I felt like my voice was going hoarse there. I had to do something, so uh, we hit the pause button. But you don't know that. We know now because I told you, but you wouldn't have known that had I not said anything. But Enterprise gets a 17-16 to victory over Auburn. Uh, the number two team in the state in 7A to get Enterprise at 2 and Auburn 1-1. One one. Auburn gave the ball up a lot in this one. Four turnovers in the game. Uh, quarterback Jackson Kilgore had three interceptions in the game. Uh, it ended up with Andrew Pickard kicking a game-winning field goal of 18 yards as time expired. Now, as we're – and I'll just kind of more inside baseball here for you guys here. So, in the studio while we're doing the Dothan Wolves game – I usually have another game on my iPad, keeping up with one. More times than not, it's what's going on with Enterprise or somebody else in 7A Region 2, but I will jump around too for other games as well, especially if one of those games gets out of hand. So I had it the whole time on this one. So I was watching this game, and Jerry and Ken had just finished up the post-game show, and they were talking about how Auburn was up 16-14 to 14 and all that good stuff. And then, boom, they went to commercial break, and then they were done with broadcast. We're playing commercials, and then we're waiting on come to me to do the post-game scoreboard show. So I just hit the, our, our talk back button, basically, and I said, guys, Auburn just lost. Enterprise won 17-16. They were like, wow, they were really, really shocked. It's going to be interesting on the coaches' show. Uh, see what uh, Coach Kennedy's thoughts are going to be on that. So tune in on, on 96.9 The Legend on Thursday night, I was about to say Friday for some reason, but on Thursday night, you probably heard a little hiss sound. That was just me almost saying the wrong day. Uh, but anyways, you, you'll you're gonna talk about that. That's gonna be that's gonna be some cool stuff. Here, Jerry and Ken have to say to coach about Auburn because that's who Dothan's got playing. So anyways, so Auburn kicker, All American Towns Magoo, he kicked a 39 yard field goal before that, about 9:32 to put Auburn at 16 to 14. And Enterprise really, I mean. And Auburn's defense was good the whole game. Enterprise really didn't get too much offense going, but Enterprise got a 14-0 lead early in the game due to Auburn turnovers. They had an interception that was almost returned for touchdown. Keon Dunlap scored an eight-yard touchdown after that. Then there was a fumble return for a touchdown to put Enterprise up to 14-0. And I was sitting there, I think it was either late first quarter, early second. I thought Enterprise was about to go up 20 to nothing. They had a long run, probably 50 yards, but it got called back. Looked like holding, but they were close to being up 20 or 21. And the way the game went, that might have been all she wrote. But Auburn comes back. They take the lead, but the four turnovers, like I said, the quarterback had three interceptions for them. He had one final interception that helped set up Enterprise to get to the point where they can kick that field goal. So that's a big win for Enterprise. Like I said, Dothan will be playing uh, Auburn this Friday night at home. It'll be a big game there at Ripley Stadium. 
and Enterprise will be hosting Central Phoenix City. So it doesn't get any easier uh, for Enterprise. You, you play Auburn, and now you got to turn around and play Central Phoenix City. So jump into uh, 3A Region 2. Uh, Providence defeated Ashford 21-0 to get to 1-1. Ashford's 1-1 as well. A game was scoreless until late in the first, first half, and then uh, Ryland Banner scored a five-yard touchdown to get uh, Prompts on the board first, and uh, they did not look back after that. Houston Academy defeated Delville 55-16 to to go to 2-0. Uh, Delville drops to 0-2. Uh, quarterback Caden Mitchell threw five touchdowns in the game. Uh, Strawn defeated Pike County in a good game, 20-19, to to go to 1-0. Pike County is 0-1. Uh, Pike County missed an uh, extra point after a Robert Brogdon touchdown, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, New Brockton defeated Op 19-14. to uh, New Brockton quarterback Dawson Peacock had 174 yards and three touchdowns in the game, and that was the first win for head coach Jason Barnett with New Brockton. Of course, we had uh, Coach Barnett on the show during the summer. Now, jumping into 1A Region 2, Elba defeated Kinston 42-7 to go to 2-0 in the year. Kinston drops a 1-1. Running back Alvin Henderson had 221 yards and four touchdowns. Elba scored on all six first-half possessions to go up 42-0 at halftime. Brantley was in a tight one against Houston County, winning 19-13. Uh, Brantley is 1-0 on the year, and that drops Houston County to 0-2. Now, jump into non-region action around the area. This was a big one. Uh, Barber County defeated Calhoun 12-6 to go 1-0 in the year, but also to get their first on-field victory in 10 years. Their last on-field win was on October 18th, 2013 versus Catholic Montgomery uh, when they won 51-8. They had lost 77 straight uh, on-field games. I believe in 2021 they had a forfeit victory, but this was their first on-the-field victory since 2013. Uh, Kyle McLeod hit Shamarian Brown for a 12-yard touchdown with 49 seconds left uh, to get the win over Calhoun. So that's great. Uh, so happy for Barber County getting that win, getting that that awful streak off the program. Uh, a lot of relief, I'm sure, and they're just really, really happy for those players to be able to experience that and to get that streak off of them. Uh, a story about that, and I felt awful, awful. It, I believe it was our first year. This is the first or the second year uh, doing the Death of Wolf games on 96.9. And so I use this app, and I'm about to call them out. So I'm sorry if somebody that knows about this thing is checking it out. Uh, but anyways, uh, the score stream app, uh, I was using it. I forget who Barber County was playing, but it has told me that Barber County would. I get on the post-game scoreboard show. I am all over the place. I am excited. I'm a lot louder. I, I even sent a text to Jerry and Ken Barber County one. Turns out whoever sent that in sent the wrong score in. I, I felt so awful. And what was really worse about it, but I did it here. I apologized here on the Wiregrass High School football board, but it doesn't didn't have a game the next week. So I couldn't like say, hey, I messed up. So it was two weeks later. So just, just kind of forget about it. But I'm glad to see they get that win there. Uh, Rehoboth defeated Wicksburg 21-20 to get a 1-0. Wicksburg drops to 0-2. Uh, Rehoboth scored a game-winning touchdown with seven minutes left. A 25-yard play uh, from quarterback Luke Odom to Terrell Townsend. They also connected earlier in the game for a 45-yard touchdown. Odom on the game-winner, he ran into two-point conversion. Wicksburg missed a field goal uh, in that final minute. Uh, their quarterback, Mason Burkhart, had 139 yards and three touchdowns in the game. 
Carroll bounced back against Dale County, uh, put up 62 points on that one. Dale County only scoring 30 in that one. Uh, Carroll improves one and one. Dale County drops to one and one. Big game for Keyshawn Cole, the quarterback there for Carroll. He had 323 total yards, six total touchdowns, 202 yards through the air with four touchdowns, 111 on the ground, and two scores. Running back, the key person had a big game as well for 176 yards. Uh, Dale County, uh, their running back, Junior Smith, had 125 yards in the game. You follow the feet of Stanhope Elmore uh, to go to one and one bounce back after that loss to Enterprise the week before. Uh, Browning Anderson, uh, had a rushing touchdown in the fourth to give you follow the lead. Uh, he's the quarterback. He was 9 of 21 for 102 yards, one touchdown. Marquise Harris, running back, had 151 yards and one touchdown in the game. All right. Headland defeated Abbeville 38 to 8 to go to 2 and 0. Abbeville drops to 0 and 2. Slocum defeated GW Long 16 to 14 to go to 1 and 0. Uh, GW Long 0 and 1 on the year. Uh, Cade Bird for Slocum had a one yard game win touchdown in the fourth quarter. Hayes Hatton had a 109 yards rushing. Uh, for GW Long, Bryson Hughes had two touchdowns. Chipley defeated Geneva 34 to 13. For Geneva, they dropped to 0 2. Geneva had a 13 to 0 lead early in this one. Laverne defeated Geneva County 37 to 0 for Geneva County's first game of the year. Goshen defeated Zion Chapel 36 to 9. Goshen goes to 9, uh, 2 and 0. And then uh, Zion Chapel goes to 0 and 2. Uh, Jamari McClure for Goshen had 159 yards and one touchdown. Bayside Academy defeated Pike Liberal Arts 38 to 6. That puts Pike Liberal Arts at 1 and 1. Hooper Academy defeated Abbeville Christian 34 to 14. Abbeville Christian is now 0 and 3. Cottonwood defeated Northside Methodist 52 to 38 to go to 1 and 0. And then uh, that drops Northside Methodist to 1 and 1. Cottonwood uh, running back Cleet Meadows had 235 yards and four touchdowns. You know, last week we had Coach Harrison from Cottonwood uh, here on the show, and we talked about how all these games are classics and they come down to the wire. A little bit more breathing room in this one than there have been in past years when these two teams play. Highland Home, they defeated Ayrton 35-7. Highland Home is 2-0, and Ayrton 0-2. Last time Ayrton started 0-2, though, it was 2019, and then they rolled off 10 straight victories uh, before they were uh, defeated in the playoffs. And then on Thursday night, Mary Montgomery defeated Charles Henderson. 19 to 7. Uh, Charles Henderson starts the year at 0 and 1. All right. Now that we've looked at the week one scores, now let's look ahead. Let's look at the schedule for week two. I'll start off on Thursday night, and this is all region play uh, this week. So uh, 3A region two starts off on Thursday night. Uh, op at 0-2 will be at Northside Methodist at 1-1. Of course, that will be over at Ripley Stadium. Then on Friday in 7A Region 2, this game you'll be able to listen to on 96.9 The Legend. The Auburn High Tigers 1-1 one one, coming off that upset loss to Enterprise. They will be at Dothan, who is 2-0, looking to get to 3-0. Uh, then uh, Central Phoenix City at 2-0 will be at 2-0 Enterprise. So I told you all earlier, I usually have a game on the iPad in the studio. That's going to be the one I have it on, Central and Enterprise. In 5A Region 2, Charles Henderson at 0-1 will be at Greenville. It's 0-1. Uh, Headland at 2-0 will be at Eufaula as 1-1. And Rehoboth coming off that close victory over Wicksburg at 1-0 will be at 1-1. Carroll. In 4A Region 2, Dale County at 1-1 will be at Andalusia, who is 2-0. Uh, defending state champions there in 4A. Uh, Slocum at 1-0 will be at 0-2 Geneva. In 3A Region 2, 
Pike County will be at Ashford. Pike County is 0-1. Ashford is 1-1. Providence Christian will try to make it two in a row. Their 1-1 will be at New Brighton, who's also trying to make it two in a row uh, with a 1-1 record. Uh, 1-0 Strong will be at 0-2 Delville. In 2A Region 2, uh, you'll have 0-2 Abbeville at 1-0 Cottonwood. Uh, 0-1 GW Long at 0-1 Sampson. 0-1 Geneva County at 0-2 Ayrton. And then 0-2 Wicksburg at 1-1 Zion Chapel. So you got a couple of matchups there. Somebody's getting their first win of the young season. All right, and then over in 2A Region 3, uh, 1-0 Barbara County will be at 2-0 Laverne. A matchup of 2-0 teams uh, between Highland Home and Goshen. In 1A Region 2, 1-1 teams, Brantley and McKenzie. Uh, Elba 2-0 will be at Houston County, who's 0-2. And Georgiana 1-1 will be at 1-0 Florala. Then AISA Edgewood Academy 0-3 will be at 0-3 Abbeville Christian. And uh, Pike Liberal Arts, they are off this week, so that's why I didn't hear me talk about their game. Uh, coming up for this weekend and that's going to do it for this week's edition of the wiregrass high school football report really appreciate you checking it out no didn't have a coach interview this week on the show uh with labor day weekend and all that stuff i just it just didn't happen so uh, hopefully next week we'll, we'll have a coach on the show but uh i hope you enjoyed hearing me ramble on about what happened in the wiregrass here week one and looking ahead to week two with the games remember as I said, you can check out this podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcast, part of the Wiregrass Daily News podcast feed. Uh, remember, you can follow me on social media at pjordansec. You can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. And speaking of this feed, you also on Wednesday get the Wiregrass Daily News Sports. And then on Thursday nights, as soon as it goes off the air, uh, you get the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show as well so plenty of content here on the feed here during football season and to make sure and if you, you want to listen to it before it becomes a podcast you can listen to the jed kennedy coaches show every thursday night at eight o'clock on 96.9 the legend and that's also where you can listen to the dothan wolves take on the auburn high tigers this friday uh pre-game will start at 6 45 and kickoff will be at seven i hope everybody has a great week i'll talk to you on wednesday with Wiregrass Daily News Sports. But until next time, bye-bye.